describe the toppings on your pizza for our listeners? This one. Are you recording now? Oh, I'm always recording now. Oh, are you really? Yeah. Oh, right. oh, sorry. It's the cool thing there. for podcasters to do. They just, just hit the pop shield. Just hit the record button and just see what what magic happens. Well, see, when I get really hungry and I can't think straight, I'll just I'll just add things in. So I don't. Do you know what? I wasn't even sure what pizza I'd ordered with that one. And I think it's <laughs> what is it? Some kind of barbecue chicken and stuff. That okay. was fine. Okay. It's fine. But that one was. You know, when you've got to add stuff into your basket to make twenty pounds, and you're like, good. If I can spend twenty pounds, then I get half off. So that was very much the bonus pizza. <laughs> um, it's good pizza. Bonus yeah. pizza is this, was, this other one's pretty good. This pizza. is the cheeseburger pizza, which is very exciting. Cheeseburger pizza. Cheeseburger pizza. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like beef like ground beef like a burger and then it's got gherkins and burger sauce i don't know why i expected it to arrive with an actual beef burger like a cheeseburger on top of it in a bun just oh, like a domino's pizza with a burger yeah, on top it is. it's got like beef like ground beef like a beef burger so it's it's not far off yeah i, um, I hate gherkins i don't you know. like gherkins no i love a plain, plain cheeseburger can eat nothing plain. but gherkins that's what i need this is good this has got bacon I'm happy if there's bacon. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to the super special Sarah Breeze episode. Hiya. <laughs> she sets to a mouthful of pizza. Yeah, uh, yeah this is going to be... Can, do you want to... you got to come on this show. You've got another bit of cheese. Yeah. No. Oh. Well, you know... The, yeah, yeah. Uh... You know that some people have that thing where they can't stand the sound of eating. Mm. <laughs> Begins with them. What's it called? Mycophobia. Oh yeah, that sounds like it. That's the one. I don't know. Don't yeah. like the sound of people eating. Yeah. yeah. When, uh, sorry. For apologies to anyone back home who has. Yeah, you might as well get out now because there's no way I'm going to stop eating pizza just for this. <laughs> just, anyone with that condition has stopped. Just for a radio recording. No, yes. no way. No, it's perfect. But bloody, it's totally worth it. Bloody good pizza. So yeah, now there's, yeah, that I suppose. Ah. Anyway, oh, uh, I am uh, hungry. I am quite warm. I'm uh, well. I'm five foot one. What else? I don't know. I've, I don't know. I've got off on a weird <laughs> tangent. More, more with the one. ladder. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right actually. It's been quite nice. Uh, this is, you know, I've made it to the end of another week, which is a relief. But very busy at the moment, so I uh, don't even know where I am or what time zone, time zone <laughs> I've been in. Really, you've got a, a really busy life, haven't you? Tell us a bit about what you're doing. Um, this year we've got a bunch of, so I, I do producing on comedy shows, uh, and I do stand up and things like that. So this year I have been working on some radio, uh, documentaries and radio sketch shows, and we've just taped some stand up shows in Welsh language for SLC, which was really fun. But that's why I have spent more time in different travel lodges than I have in my own bed. And it, it's starting <laughs> to get confusing. I walked into a travel lodge the other day and I couldn't understand why my key card wasn't working in the door. Uh, and I was like, I went back to the reception. I was like, I can't get it to work. Uh, and they were like, well, which room are you in? And I was like, 207. And then they, they looked at the thing and they were like, that's not quite right. And I went back and I tried it again. And, they, and I was like, no, it's still not working. And they said, no, you're not in 207. You're in something like 312 or whatever it was. And what happened was I'd remembered the wrong door number from like two travel lodges previously <laughs> because that's how disoriented I am. Just like time is has just moulded oh, into... No into absolute nonsense so yeah so i mean where are we now i don't even know <laughs> where's the best travel lodge you've been to 
Ah, I had a a bloody nice stay in uh, London Northolt the other day. That was a really good one. I think (laughs) it used to be... It used to be something else because it was more spacious and it had like a little archway in each room as you went through. So I was like, this feels fancier than mm. than most of the travel lodges, which otherwise look all completely identical. Yeah. And the thing that's been driving us mad is like whenever you stay at a travel lodge, they often have an identical painting and it's like a nondescript blue and red blob that actually the more times you look at it the more irritating it becomes that it's there because <laughs> you're like what mean? are you what is this where am I it's like they're conditioning you it's like one of those films isn't it where they're trying to plant subliminal messages there's like something hidden in it yeah I think so you're so. like you're going to end up on a podcast or something promoting travel lodge or something yeah some probably point, you know? yeah. Yeah. Oh, hang on them on eBay and they were just a bulk discount or something and they ended up with much more than they expected I don't know I think somebody maybe had a vision of them from hell and decided mm. to <laughs> that looks like a good idea yeah try to put them in every room in the hope of getting you to upgrade something called a super room where you don't have to look at it they, they, that's, a, that's a new thing just a guy comes in and takes the picture off the wall like uh-huh. unbolts it off that's what we're going to buy Sarah for Christmas now oh that god picture. no picture. find it online and just buy it imagine that <laughs> get down to go steal it if I, uh, if I had a yeah, if I had it in my bedroom and I woke up and I saw it, I genuinely have a little freak out where I tried to work out which city I had where gone to I? and forgotten about, but also taken the rest of my furniture. It would be like, nice probably. if they modify them slightly to show which area you're in. Yeah. You know? yeah, it would be so that you could wake up and be like, oh, right, I know I'm in Slough. Yeah. <laughs> that I think yeah. you want a warning before you open your door and then it's Slough. You want <laughs> a warning to... before this is happening. Most people need a bit of warning for the... <laughs> Cracking open a beer there, Amy. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. Glug, glug, glug. Most people need a bit of a warning before they wake up in slow, I think, don't they? Mm-hmm. That's, what, yeah. that's what I was going to say, but sort of lost its momentum then. It wasn't as funny. Cause I had to... What would you say you do in a given day? Um, sleep in. Mm-hmm. That's a good start. Always, always good. I always what? feel lazy because I sleep in, but I, I genuinely, I do all my best work as soon as it gets dark. Like, I don't know if anyone else has a brain that just doesn't wake up until it's night time. Yeah. I'm and it like doesn't that. matter how tired and how crap feeling like it is, I am during the day, even if I'm completely worn out. Like, if I get up at six o'clock in the morning, I'll just feel dreadful all day. And then 7pm, something, some little switch goes in my brain and goes, oh, you're awake now. Time to do some exciting fun things. <laughs> and, I, and then I'll stay up until two, three in the morning because I just don't, that is the time that I naturally want to be awake. So yeah. I, I don't know how and... I don't may know well, why it does may that. Well sleep for that first half of the day and then yeah. just get up later on. So yeah, at the moment, like, I try to work kind of, I'm sort of burning both ends of the candle, which is not healthy and that's probably why I'm now living off a Domino's pizza in the middle of a podcast recording. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I try to work in the daytime. You've got to, because when you're producing things, you've got to talk to like, I don't know, a channel or a commissioner or an office somewhere. They're only working till 5.30. So I've got to do all of that in the daytime. And then in the evenings, obviously, we're travelling around to go and do gigs and perform at things. I'm going to give notes or at the moment we're producing, uh, Ellis James is doing a show for S4C. And so I've got to travel to those gigs, sometimes drive people there and back and then give notes on how things have gone and and help run the gig. And then I might not be home until two or three o'clock in the morning, which is pretty common. But then that's why I try to sleep in the the next day a little bit. But yeah, it all just sort of goes around in an endless cycle. And obviously weekends as well, because most of the comedy gigs happen on, you know, Friday, Saturday nights for the big ones. So yeah, I just I don't really have a life beyond that. Yeah, how are you fitting it all in? How do you, how do you fit in comedy gigs, like stand up comedy around? Yeah, I don't that? don't have time to eat. Or yeah, that's, that's the main one. So <laughs> that's why uh, yeah, I wait until I'm actually broadcasting <clears throat> before I eat a pizza. That's usually, uh... <laughs> so what do you do with Alice James as well? And why won't he return my calls? <laughs> 
Um, one, because you've sent him some pretty creepy messages, I'm sure. <laughs> no, uh, no, he's lovely. Uh, he's um, he's doing a Welsh language show. So he's done two already, two Welsh language hours to go on S4C, the Welsh broadcaster. And he is currently developing and touring around with the third one that we're still working on at the moment. And then hopefully we'll be recording that in November to go out at Christmas. So, yeah, it's exciting. It's weird because it's like... I think all of these things are probably funny, uh, but they are all still developing all the time. So there's new lines coming every night. There's new bits. There's weird voices. You, you know, add things, drop things. It's yeah, it's a fun, weird process. Watching it evolve. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And his his isn't the first one. So we've got three of them this year. So we did uh, Tiddy Rowan at the beginning of the year, who was brilliant. Yeah. But to be honest, like he organised all of his own tour and stuff. Because he's up in the north anyway. He just sort of did all the work. So we just turned up uh, from time to time <laughs> and just went, yeah, brilliant. And then <laughs> and then drove right down again. Um, and then we just did the gala as well, which was uh, a whole host of, fair to say, they're lesser known acts, but they're up and coming. So it's mm. we're trying to introduce a whole uh, generation of new comics to the same audience. Cool. So yeah, drop, that's been really fun. Names. Uh, oh, we've got uh, so some people who've done SLC stuff before, like uh, Stefan Allen and S. Sears. Uh, it's Dan Thomas is hosting, who's been on this show, I believe. Uh, yeah, and Steph, yeah. and never heard of him. <laughs> and uh, and then we've got some other people like who else? Uh, Beth Jones. She's done stuff before, but she she was brilliant. Josh Elton. I think it's his first time on S4C. Sean Owens, who used to be in a famous Welsh band called Bandana. So we're counting oh, on right. him Did too. Oh, yeah, like Bandana. yeah I think lovely. he was a bass player in Bandana. So oh, right. he's the comedy. He's the I mean, secret celebrity. He's, yeah, 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 Dan, he's um, a lovely, funny guy. Yeah, yeah, he's great. So, yeah, there's a, there's a few... And there's more people as well. Larry Morgan. There's there's loads. There's, there's like 10 people. I can't even remember all of them at any one time. They're, they're all great. Stefan Evans, what a hero. Brilliant. Oh, we, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I've met most of those people and they're all really... They're all very, very funny people. And mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of those performing in Welsh now as well, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite a nice little community of Welsh language comedy a lot of people championing it at the moment isn't there i tell you what's really fun is that it's been a lot more like a, a team effort in the last like six months years so we've, we've done a couple of things for like digital online series and we've got this one obviously as we'll see and the thing is everyone's in the same boat together everyone on especially on the gala everyone was doing the same amount of time at the gig um they were doing a lot of the same warm-up gigs. We were all sort of driving together in uh, in the same car to go and do a gig in the middle of nowhere in the hope that somebody would just turn up. And it, it was been really fun. So I think when you go through that, you know, when you go on little road trips with uh, you know, the same group of people, you are going to sort of form like bonds and friendships and yeah. stuff. And they're such it's a good laugh. A bond and experience, like a band. Yeah. yeah. yeah you're on tour. Yeah. Like uh, a lot of these people are the ones that you mentioned to me the other day helped you celebrate your birthday recently as yeah. well. Yeah. That's, oh, that's that the was gang, isn't so it? So yeah. nice. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, yeah, Stefan Evans, love him, uh, <laughs> set up a gig where he booked me and a bunch of my friends. Uh, and I went on first on a gig and I did it on my birthday. And it meant that the rest of the night I was just sort of partying and hanging out with all my mates while they all did a gig. It was just the most fun. It was so good. It's such a good team. Yeah, Wales is really lovely and supportive. And, and the Welsh language guys, I think all go through the same struggles and pitfalls and, and hmm. stuff but everyone, it's really nice when everyone is helping each other yeah um, it's great obviously there's less Welsh language gigs at the moment isn't there but yeah there's, there's never going to be quite as many because the audience demand is, is you know is less you, you haven't got as big a group so you can't put on say multiple Welsh gigs in one yeah. week in say Cardiff for example but you might there, there are a couple of open mics so there's one once every month at least now yeah. Um, and I think it's, Done I think, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I, it's heard, I heard you do great. Um, yeah, it was fun. But I think that's why, so the, the English language circuit is also really good. Um, and a lot of these guys have already, you know, been gigging in the Welsh, in the English scene as well. But I think the thing is that 
when you've got a lot more people gigging in English, you don't become as close with a small number of people yeah. because you're not if you're not seeing them every week and yeah. catching up and and it's taking a, the same yeah, car shows. It's like a little club, isn't it? It's mm. yeah. Hmm. I'm not in this club. Well, you, you can, can be. Yeah, you, you can. Know. You just have to learn. Learn well. I am. I am. You are. My, well, my Duolingo are. app. Duolingo. It's getting yeah. there. Nice. Yeah. Or Dare Wheelingo, as is as he's known mm. on Duolingo. If you go on the Welsh one, it's Dare Wheelingo. Is it? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I know Duolingo. what Dragon is. My Dare Wheelingo and Boitar Panas. One of the first things they told me was that Dragon is dry. They On Duolingo Welsh, yeah. they don't have mention parsnips a lot. That's one thing <laughs> I don't know. I've got strawberries and peas. Is it? Panas. It just mentions Panas every single time. That's... I mean, Stories I've never in my life said parsnip in Welsh. <laughs> like, I can't think. Oh, what are they training you for? Perhaps that's what they're. they're perhaps they've noticed, and that's what they're trying to. Yeah, why would they do that? Is it because they're getting some words cheaper than others? <laughs> they, they, like, they bought the rights to parsnips, yeah. but they, my, they are. Yeah. My favourite word at the, mo- the moment is smoothio. Oh, ironing, yeah. ironing, smoothio, smoothio. How smoothio. Is that? Yeah, to smooth it. Yeah, it's yeah. great, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a lovely word. Yeah, there's a it's few crackers out there. What would you say is the best or most significant thing you've ever done? What? <laughs> I mean, ordering this pizza was a pretty shrewd move. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I can't believe how quick the pizza arrives. Huh? The most, what was it? The most significant thing? The best or most significant decision you've ever made? I don't think I've ever done anything of any real significance. Oh, I, I think, well, even though I love it, I love comedy stuff, I'd say that, Every single decision I have made has been around faff and nonsense. <laughs> and <laughs> exclusively that. Those are my priorities and I'm sticking with them. Nothing, I don't think of, oh God. Oh it God. It's not comedy, it could be anything. God, if I even, if I, if I even stop to think about whether I've done anything or made a decision that was significant, <laughs> if I'm not aware of it being significant and I start questioning it, I start to think about what would have happened if I hadn't decided that mm. thing. And I'm not sure I'm, I've got the confidence to revisit my actions. Oh my God, what Let's if my life should be different? That, okay. What's the best app you've ever downloaded? <laughs> um, I'm going to chew my pizza for a Domino's bit. Domino's pizza app. <laughs> Just, Just eat. eat. Yeah. Domino's is smart. Other apps are available. I wonder what... Um, <laughs> like Tinder, best. for example, <laughs> apparently. Oh, what a horrible thing. Do you know, I've installed <laughs> Tinder. What I, I did, it. opened it up. Swiped no one, everyone, and then it said, "Oh, you've run out of men." I was like, I "Okay, good. People. I'm glad this is over." <laughs> but the ones, right, I got some awful messages. I have one guy actually um, came up, didn't even say hello, said New Year blowjob, and I said, "Sorry, I'm on a nut-free diet." Um, another guy came up and said, "She fancy threesome," and I said to him, uh, "If I wanted to disappoint two people at the same time, I'd go have dinner with my parents." <laughs> and I was hoping they'd come back with more so I could yeah, you know yeah. but they didn't they left me hanging but that's the kind of content I think if they're asking for blowjobs and you start giving them witticisms but does that <laughs> work does that ever work yeah um, probably yeah. Does, does, does that I don't know you're asking the right people anywhere I think I'm too like generally I think I'm I'm I assume the innocent until somebody points out otherwise. And so I've had, on the very few interactions I've had on, on these apps, I remember somebody once sent me a message saying, oh, hey, how are you? And I was like, oh, hello, it's nice to meet you. And then they said something like, oh, um, what are you up to? And then they said, what are you wearing? <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's cold and I'm outside, so I'm wearing a hat. 
and like that was, and I think this person was just getting more and more annoyed. Um, <laughs> they started, they started just like suggesting they were like, oh, what I'd love to do is have a date, which is a balloon popping party. And I was like, where are the balloons? And they were like, they could be anywhere you want them to be. Oh no, no, what was it? Oh, that's to be decided. And then I was like, that's decided me. by who? Yeah. And it's, like, it's getting quite intricate. So. Yeah, yeah, and then I was like, you make it sound like you're not in charge of the balloons. Yeah, so. <laughs> Where are the balloons? <laughs> yeah, are you, like hidden somewhere. They're going to drop from the ceiling or something. Yeah, I think I don't a, the a existence random... of these balloons. Yeah. yeah. So at I mean, some point in your future, balloons will fall from the sky <laughs> and you'll yeah. be given a pin. Because this guy was suggesting like champagne and balloon popping. And I was like, I mean, that does actually sound quite fun if the balloons are on the floor and we're all just stamping. I mean, but I that think... just sounds like a, like a three-year-old... Kids party. I, mean, I wonder that, that's whether, what I want. whether you've been <laughs> well, to the um, Castle. I'm there. Have you seen those exactly. burlesque dancers that cover themselves in blue and then, and then they pop them? Yeah. So I, I got think, a feeling that's what he. Was. I think that was who he was after. But do you know what? He was so bad at describing what he was actually talking about. I I, I think that's why he was getting worked up is because he was trying to be all cagey and make everything sound flirty. And I was very much yeah. just like, I'm outside in a bobble hat. I'm, I'm thinking about just stamping on some balloons. All of this sounds like a great date, but I don't think that's what he was going you for. Just, you should have just said, well, I'm I'm only five foot one and probably like four balloons and you wouldn't be able to see you. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I could probably just get in yeah. a massive balloon. Where's Sarah gone? Oh, she's under those four balloons. <laughs> she's wearing you know, a whole balloon. And it's bad grammar, I hate as well, on stuff Oh, like no, that. I've got that. My, my profile says, uh, good grammar only, please. Yeah. Uh, it means I, I get no likes. <laughs> Sometimes you get a message that's just, hey... And sometimes you get a message that's "Hey, you," but it's not even a "you." It's a actual letter "u." <laughs> All right. So sometimes I will send that ironically. <laughs> uh, if I send that ironically, it's to try and detect whether or not they they can detect irony. And then if they send oh. it back uh, at face value, I'm like, "Oh no, no, you, this isn't for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> goodbye forever." Um, <laughs> God, yeah, no, I think I, I think maybe I I, I don't know. I, I think I'm somebody who is. Uh, like I'm just not designed to be compatible with dating apps I think no. like at one point I tried uh, clicking on them so fast so that I didn't even know what they looked like until after I'd read the description and that's quite hard to do if you're on something like Tinder but nobody else is using it that way but I was trying to do that where I was like right I'm just going to look and so many people don't write anything and I'm like well rejected obviously but who who what psycho puts a photo of themselves up and doesn't say anything about yeah, that's themselves way too but that's like honestly that's at least half of them isn't it yeah oh there's the guys yeah. with the fish there's the guys with the big the fish. fish the yeah. ones at Penavan yeah Penavan yeah. They, they're all like look at me I'm standing on something brilliant well uh, done and yeah, Sarah the, Bridgman does this in a routine I tell you what, what else yeah he's got a bit about Penavan the white van man with the high vis vest see I've never seen that no, no. But I have seen the guys have started doing the, the one with the X cut out. Now you know the bunny ears and stuff. Right, guys have started oh, using doing that. app filter filter. Yeah, and photos, they so. look really pretty with lashes, and it's weird. Yeah, I mean, Grower, man. I think yeah. they're like, well, hey, look at me, I'm such a, I'm so, I'm so I'm such a lad. Yeah, Way. I'm crazy. Look at me with <laughs> bunny ears. Do you know, I, and... I always reject people on as well. This, this is God, I'm so, like, I'm too judgmental, but I'm like, I don't have time for this. If you haven't got a good eye for a photo, I, you're not going to be compatible with me. Like, I'll, I'll look at somebody who's wearing sunglasses in their first profile picture, and I'm like... What sort of a bell end puts a photo of their face but with sunglasses on hiding most of their face? So if they've got sunglasses on in their first picture, mostly I'll reject immediately, but sometimes I'll be like, right, let's see if you've got a better photo. And if I scroll to the second one and they are still wearing sunglasses, I'm like, no, get out of here. Be gone. 
just no. Then what the third photo? Balaclava. Come on. No, the third photo will just be just a dog, and then you read the description or the car. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. And then you read in the description, and then it'll say not my kid in the photo, and I'm like, there isn't a kid. That was a dog. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with everyone? I, feel like I really genuinely feel like I'm missing out on all this Tinder stuff. Not yeah, all, someone, honestly, the, no, you're not missing anything. It's it's yeah. car crash out there. It's the worst. No, I'm just I'm very happy being celibate and angry. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather that than going on that bloody app again. Tell us one thing you have habitually overspent on, but do not regret. Oh, thing is, that one's kind of obvious because I'm I'm doing it right now. And what I overspend on is just takeaways and food. I never use my, my landlord came to because um, every couple of years or so, because uh, I'm, I'm living in the same place I've, I've lived for like five or six years. My landlord is lovely. The, uh, his family live next door. And so I rent off like this extension on the back of their house. Um, beautiful street, lovely place to live. And he came to sort of review the rent and just check on how things were going. And um, he was a bit nervous because he said that their house is going to be renovated and they're going to lose their kitchen for a while. And they're worried that they might need to use my kitchen, which might mean that I have to move out for a bit. And I thought about it for a second. I was like, and I asked him, like, how, how long would this be? And he was like six months. And I just thought, I haven't made a meal for three weeks <laughs> in my kitchen. <laughs> I don't know if I would notice if I just lost a kitchen for six. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I know it's terrible, but here's the thing, right? My my account. I'm going to blame my accountant. Why not? My accountant, who isn't like, who, basically, she is amazing. She's super qualified, but she's a mate of mine. So for for some reason, she puts up with me throwing receipts at her once a year. Okay. She's brilliant. Uh, and um, she once said to me that if you are over an hour away from your house, the food that you buy is tax deductible. So what's happened is I have spent every day trying to work out at which point I will be an hour away from We're my house. We're an hour away from your house now. Yeah, exactly. So this pizza going on the taxis. Ah. Um, Cheers.gov. <laughs> exactly, which is why I eat so badly. And there's no... My diet is terrible. Like, I'm not I'm not a huge person as well. I'm only like 5'1", so... I mean, me eating this many, like, pizzas and cheeseburgers should end badly. So what I have to do then is I have to cycle around like like a like a crazy person in the middle of the night. I have to do, like, 10, 15 miles just cycling through the rain to kind of make up for the amount that I'm eating. I don't know. Oh, I thought you were going to say so you could be an hour away again and order more. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I think it's an hour in a car, generally. What's one story your family always tells about you? I don't know if I've got any... <laughs> what were you like when you were younger? Um, I know that um, basically, I what would happen is I would disappear uh, for however for like you know hours on end. Because um, the thing is, we lived on a farm, like on a mountain. Like I would have had to have. I mean, it, it would have been like an hour's walk just to get to even the closest little hamlet. Really, so what was that? It was in, like, right up in mid-Wales, like, near sort of Thambramire and, and stuff. So it's quite rural anyway. And so the farm was on the top of a mountain. So, I mean, my parents uh, were really, like, they would take very good care of us, but I would somehow sneak out anyway, and I would just disappear off somewhere on the farm. Yeah, I know, like, my mum talks about when I sort of, I disappear off, and, and like, she couldn't see where I'd gone, and she'd sort of freak out because I was only two, and I was wandering around like a large farm. I'm sure there's quite a lot of big, bitey animals and stuff there, and, and then she'd find me on top of a little hill, sat on a chicken, like, shed, 
and stuff like that. So I, I, I know that my dad's annoyed because I once tried to use... He bought some really expensive lightning conductors, which are like these copper bars. And I uh, went into a garage one day and I hammered one into a, uh, you know, like a grappling hook like ninjas used to <laughs> climb onto. So I made one of those and he was like, first of all, that bar was 80 quid. <laughs> um but secondly, this is actually quite creative. I sawed up a chair once to make a necklace. I don't know. I think I'd go out and I'd fiddle with stuff and they'd, they wouldn't know where I'd gone until i come back having having ruined something <laughs> of theirs. But yeah, I don't know, really. Sounds brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I think well, it's um, better than all these millennials, isn't it? Just on their phones. Yeah. Well, phones weren't invented. Well, mobile phones weren't invented then. Phones so, weren't uh, invented. Phones, phones, yeah. <laughs> That's what they actually, told you. <laughs> actually, genuinely, we um we didn't have a, a phone that often because my dad was a, a long distance lorry driver when I was little, so we didn't tend to use the phone. We used the CB radio. Oh yeah. Have you ever oh, seen them? Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Those uh, those little things. So we all had code names for the radio. So if yeah. we were talking to my dad on the radio thing, so I. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we had different ones in our family so my mum uh, is, a, is quite chatty so she was motor mouth I can't remember what the others were mine was zippy like zippy off rainbow yeah 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 it was it was great fun god they should bring those back I love those I don't they ever went away the I, think they, I think they're just not as popular yeah I better get yeah. one then I mean I know if I've got the choice between uh, whatsapp and uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, wouldn't get, I, I probably wouldn't get any signal up on me. Just have a chat with a bunch of lorry drivers around Tenefi. That'd be great. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm sure they're all really, really nice and waiting for your call. <laughs> so your first are you ever, looking for ever... a lorry driver? <laughs> are, you look, are you looking for... <laughs> are you looking for a lorry driver? Mr M4. Let's drive that relationship forward. Anyway... <laughs> What was your first ever stand-up gig like? First ever stand-up gig? Yeah. Uh, so I've been going to see uh, the Drones in Cardiff. So they have a really good open mic. There's a guy called Clint Edwards who runs it. And it's a, it's a lovely open mic that runs in uh, Chapter Art Centre. It happens twice a month. It's beautiful. Really great gig. And so I've been going along to watch like every... I think I'd missed two in a year. And considering they happen twice a month, like it's quite that was quite a lot. She and missed so, my one. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, nowadays <laughs> I rarely get to go, which is a, such a shame because it's, but it's, it's a really good gig. And um, yeah, a friend, well, I got to know the guy who runs it. It's a guy called Clint Edwards. He's a lovely guy who one month when I had, I was watching and I had been drinking and he said, right, when are you going to do a gig? And I said, yeah, whenever, because I'd obviously a bit of Dutch courage. And, and he was like, right, I'm writing your da- name down for next month. And I was like, yeah, see if I care. And he did. <laughs> and he was like, I've written it in pen now. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> now I have to write something. And then, yeah, it was great. I, I went on, like, it wasn't like I didn't smash it, but I did have a much better time than I was anticipating. So hmm. I, my Voila. first, yeah, I recorded it actually. I did an audio recording. So I have, yeah. I have a record of it. So my first ever joke um, I got an applause break and I was just like, wow, that one worked. Nice. I was like, shit, that's what was the exciting. It, to be honest, it's the same one that I have still been using for years. I wish that I could write a better joke. The, the fear is that the first joke I ever did went down so well and I've you not just... written anything to replace it. And I'm like, <laughs> God, I should have improved by now. No, nope, have not. I'm exactly the same standard <laughs> as a joke writer. What was that? Roughly? That was... Um, I've been going four years, so that would have been 2015. That would have been oh, cool. March the 20th, 2015. Yeah, 600 travel lodges ago, approximately. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's about yeah. right. Give, yeah. or, <laughs> give or take a couple yeah. of premierings. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Um, yeah, so it was that. And then I just... What I'd done, though, cleverly, is I had booked in 
several gigs the following week as well so that if I did the first one I didn't have a good time I would still be back on the horse straight away so I couldn't get out of it that quickly but mm. yeah, it's really nice I'm very, I'm very much somebody who lives on uh, if somebody else tells me I've done a good job I will continue to work quite hard at things so I think I'll just keep doing comedy performing until somebody says you know what this isn't really working and then I will <laughs> slink off into the background oh, and, and then travel lords will go under <laughs> probably yeah also Domino's Burger King KFC McDonald's <laughs> other, other takeaways are so everyone I will use them <laughs> economy <laughs> you need Sarah so what about any what's the, the kind of worst gig you've ever done oh god was it the one we did in Patalbot well <laughs> what's interesting is the worst gig like there, there are two sides to the worst gig because sometimes you'll go to a gig that is a perfectly nice gig and everyone is having a brilliant time and then you'll go on and you will die you will die so hard and you're like I don't understand what has gone wrong here because this is such a well-run night. Everyone else has been lovely. Everyone else had a great gig. Those those feel the worst. Like they feel so much worse than a nice gig. But the most disastrous setup for a gig. Oh my god, this was this was awful. We turned up to um, I want to say something like Bournemouth or something. It was somewhere on the south coast. So I and also I'd had to drive from Mid Wales. So I'd driven two hours to Cardiff, picked up my friends in Cardiff, driven like two and a half hours or three hours down to wherever this was on the south coast. And it was kind of open mic levelly, but they were covering our fuel only. Um, and it was like a basement of a bar. And as we started to walk down, we, we'd arrived just after the gig had started. We'd already told him we were going to be a bit late. We arrived just after the gig had started. And as we went down the steps, we realised that at the bottom of the steps was where the performer was. So somebody was already on. So first of all, we were going to have to walk through the stage when somebody else was on. But as we got down, That's we realised there was one terrified man saying puns. And there was a room of like maybe 15, 20 people just berating, just heckling, just telling your shit, your shit, having chats amongst themselves. And I was like, I don't know what's going on here. And then we turned out we sat at the back and what had happened was nobody had turned up for this open mic night. So the promoter had gone around the pub looking for groups of people. He'd oh. found one massive table of people who had been to a funeral. <gasps> And he was like, come on, come down, you'll have a laugh, you need to have a laugh. And they're like, no, no, mate, it's, we, oh, it's a funeral. So they went downstairs. And the thing is, I reckon they were, they must have been um, like military guys or something. They all seemed quite laddy, quite squaddies. And um, the problem was they were heckling this guy going, you shit, you shit, you shit. And as soon as anyone said to them, look, guys, can you calm down? Um, can you just sort of, you know, let them tell their jokes? One of them would pipe up going, oh, you can't say that to him. He's buried his son today. He's buried his son. And everyone is like, oh, my oh, God. No. It was completely unplayable. And I was just... I, so the break happened soon after that. We were supposed to be on after the break. And I, I just said to the programme, I was like, I am not going on in a room that is this badly managed. Like, this is unfair. We've travelled all the way yeah. down. We don't have to perform for you. We're not really getting paid anything. And he was like, oh, you don't want to come all, all the way down. You can't come down this far and, and not go on. And I was like, right, either you tell them to be polite... Um, oh, we're just going to go because we don't need this. Yeah. And uh, and one of the one of the blokes, one of the big blokes who'd been heckling and been horrible, came over and was like, "Yeah, look, sorry, we're just a he's, he's you know he's had a funeral. We're just having a laugh. You know, we're just having a laugh." And I was like, "No, listen, I, you might have had a funeral. If you don't want to listen to the comedy, you can go back upstairs. If you do, you can stay down here. But I'm not taking it. So basically, I volunteered to go on next after the break. I just spent ten minutes. I didn't get to do any material because of how disruptive they were being. But I spent ten minutes ripping into them, which they seemed to enjoy. One of <laughs> they one like of the, the attention, don't they? Sometimes? Well, yeah. One of the gobby ones stormed off, but then the rest of them they loved me yelling 
at them. They love being told that they were cunts. Sorry if I've said cunts in your podcast. <laughs> Can I say cunts in your podcast? I've said it three times now. Uh, <laughs> Both of them look really afraid. Uh, yeah, I was, and um, yeah, I had such a go at them. Then I told them how their town was terrible, um, which they seemed to... And to be honest, I think that got away with a lot. I think after that, they'd been sort of satiated a little bit. But honestly... Like that, that was a nice. That's a nice story because you want to walk into a horrible gig and then have a good time. But honestly, so many other times I've walked into a lovely gig <laughs> and stunk the place out. Uh, but uh, we will worse. not be not be revisiting any of those to- uh, stories for yeah, today. You're right, but... there's, there's like two types of bad gigs. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's, there's where you expect it to go really well. And yeah, go badly, yeah. And there's one where you think this is just horrible. And you go horrible in with the same set that you've used successfully before. Mm. Yeah, you go um, in yeah, yeah, thinking you don't get the same response. No, and you go in if if somebody else has made it a bad gig, that's fine. I quite love those actually. I think I'm, I'm having a I have a particular thing for when the gig looks like it's already lost because then like naughty me comes out and I'm like, well, if there's nothing to lose, I'm I'm <laughs> just gonna goes. be I'm gonna be a cheeky scamp and see what I can manage and see what I can get away with. Love that. But no, the other one is where it's a lovely gig until you go on and there's oh. there's no. I wish there was, there's probably a German word for the kind of shame that you have yeah. from turning a nice gig into a bad one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's probably just two words combined as like. What's that word? Schadenfreude. No, that's where you get pleasure from someone else's pain. I think it's the opposite yeah, that's of that. Yeah, Schadenfreude, yeah. Freudenschaud. Freudenschaud. So, what special skills would you say you're particularly good at or particularly bad at? In, in what capacity? In life. Bloody love fixing bikes. Well up for that. Do you? Love yeah, fixing yeah. bikes. Do you know what? Yeah. I, need, I actually need my bike fixed. Right, bring it around. I will commission you to I'll do have it. a go. Okay. I um I fit some mud guards and uh, and uh, trued up the wheels for Stefan Evans a couple of days ago. Oh. So uh, yeah, I'm you see him whizzing around on his new bike. Well, that's the yeah. He's he's bought his lovely. He went for one bought a bike from Aberdeer, uh, and he's having a, a jolly old time with it. He hasn't got long off long it since. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I um so I went to York um University, and in my from my first year, second year onwards, I'd go to the police auctions in Leeds where they'd sell off a bunch of, like, stolen and recovered bikes and all that stuff. I'd buy a boot full of bikes. Like, I didn't have a trailer or anything. I would just fold down the seats in my Peugeot 206, which is not a big car. But I found I could get about seven bikes in there if I was really careful. I I got really... sticking into your face. Oh, my God. I got so good at, like, wedging the right number in. It was insane. And I'd wedge all of these bikes into the back of the car, drive them back to York, and then just fix them up by sort of basic parts and, and, you know, do brake pads, adjust the cables, replace cables, replace tyres. And I just... I did that for ages. And then I ended up going... I worked at a bike shop for a bit while I was um, saving up to go back to uni doing the masters and stuff. And, yeah, so I, I think that... God, that has served that's me well. That's Did you have a little business name? No, not really. I Breezy's was just doing... Bikes. Breezy's Bikes. Breezy, Breezy Bikes, wasn't it? No, you didn't. Oh, now I Mr. regret Tr- not having that Mr. as a Tr- business Tr- name. I have. Yeah. Oh, I should have marked it myself. But no, it was it was really fun. I was just... Sarah's Cycles. <laughs> it was great. I would just, uh, yeah, put them all on gum trees, sell, sell them. And I'd, I, might, I might have only made sort of like 10, 20 quid per bike by the time I'd factored in all the parts. But it was something to do, wasn't it? Yeah. It was all right. Yeah. So you know you were on a bike. Yeah. Oh, I like, know who to come to if okay. I need Love a bit a of fiddling. Prepared. Yeah, it was really good. And love a bit of fiddling. 
Yeah, I do. I, um, <laughs> the other day, I, uh, a friend of a friend of ours, uh, Beth Jones, who who was in one of the Welsh uh, shows that we recorded, she has a musical squid, a musical octopus that ah, needed yeah, fixing, and I I uh, very much I, I very much enjoyed sort of tearing out the guts of that and replacing the the little reeds inside them to make it I in tune. I saw the video that. That's brilliant. <laughs> I had the most fun doing that. That was so. You wouldn't believe how much money and, and time went into the research on how to fix that. How to fix a, a singing octopus. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know which song I asked her to play on it? And what? she was gobsmacked, because no one's ever asked for it before. It was Octopus's Garden. Oh, was it you who asked her that? She's been trying that out backstage. She's been trying to work it out. She's been... <laughs> yeah, it was a couple of months ago. I was like, yeah. So... Because <laughs> it's such a simple a melody, isn't song. it? Serene Ring was So, yeah. Okay, Sarah Breeze. If you were a superhero... Who would you be? Oh. Oh, what? Make like an up. existing one? Make it up. Oh, make one up. Oh. I think I'd want the power to digest anything very quickly. <laughs> I think... <laughs> do you, you know what I mean? I eat, I eat so late at night. If I had the power, if I was just like, this is going to be all gone yeah. within the next five minutes, I need. I probably need close proximity to a bathroom. But the power <laughs> to immediately digest everything... <laughs> You're how bit, great would that be? Great for you. Yeah. Yeah, but like, oh, we're having trouble digesting all this food. This looks like a job for digesting girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to digest other people's food. Digest other people's no, food. No, I just mostly. I just like oh. if I go out for a meal with somebody and everyone's like, oh, I'm really full. I'd be like, well, I'm done. Like I I've am digested not. that. Yeah, and yeah. I can go to bed and I'll sleep all night. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Yeah. Imagine Christmas Day. So Imagine. Say, yeah. Yeah. So you digest it as in the food, just like. I'm, I want to know the biology of this now. Is it I like, just you'd never feel full, so you can digest food as fast as you can eat it. So imagine I could go to a buffet, I could spend literally all day at the buffet, <laughs> and I'd eat. never feel full. How much? I God, I'd love that. And an endless cycle between queuing for food, but eating, would, and would I love that? You'd always be hungry. Uh, would I always be hungry? No, because I'm digesting well, it. I'd probably problem? put on weight. Oh, I don't know. God, just, now like, you're going into the science of it. It just comes out exactly how it went in. <laughs> so like a so you never yeah. get fat. Pooping you can, out a gato. Right. Yeah, like a bypass, like a high-speed bypass system. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Oh, this, right. this conversation's gone a bit. Uh, it's got a bit graphic, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> a bit scientific. It's your fault. You asked it. Yeah. Let's change the topic it's a little bit. All my Let's fault. talk about you another question. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I've been eating loads of or drinking loads of. Uh, has anyone been drinking bubble tea? Has anyone been to one of those shops? I love bubble tea. I, oh, I bought the God. bubbles myself as well. Me too. Yeah. Got some in the fridge. What flavour did you go for? I've got uh, the strawberry and the lemon. Oh, I've got lighty ones in my fridge. Oh. Bloody nice. Bubble tea. Bubble yeah. tea. Yeah. What is this phenomenon? It's, this? Like a, it's like a fruity, sweet soft drink, but it's still normally, and uh, and it has these little bubbles, and you can either get tapioca ones, which are like chewy jelly type bubbles, or you get these little popping ones that are like, they've got like a fruit... They've got like it's like a it's like a sweet liquid inside each one of them, and it's like uh-huh. I don't know what it is. It's that, I, there's a bubble tea shop in Swansea as well. There are three or four of them in Cardiff can, now. Uh, that is oh. that is a concern. They bought all the uh, and you have to have shops and they've opened up bubble tea shops. You have a giant store so you can suck the bubbles up. Yeah, right. So, so you the, suck up a bubble yeah. and it comes up the straw and then it just explodes in your mouth and you get like a t- so you get different flavors. So you might have like a like a, a milky. You might have like a, a coconut milk iced tea and then if you've got like strawberry bubbles then when the bubbles expose you get a little burst of strawberry it is the wow. best it's like a chaser almost then, isn't it yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It is, Chasers um, I've been feeding to my nieces. God, I need to not... <laughs> I'm so addicted to those. I, I'm afraid for when this diabeto... Diabe, diabetos? Diabetos. Diabetos. The new cereal. <laughs> <laughs> With extra uh, sugar. Yeah, actually, to be fair, that that would probably be the one thing that I would tip me over the edge. I'm going to get diabetes soon, and it's going to be bubble tea's fault. And you know what? I, it's, I'm going to let it happen, because I just can't stop drinking it. Just can't stop. It sounds awesome. It is awesome. You should try it. It's so good. I will. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the tip. Comedy. <laughs> um, do you have many gigs coming up yourself? Many performing uh got a couple of nice ones i say i've got one at the end of october i am the mc for the glee kids gig they do uh, once every so often and uh they just get a bunch of kids in and i'm really excited for that so it's just a bunch of kids having half like specifically kids comedy and i can't wait to muck about and do a bunch of fart jokes with them i think it's gonna be really (laughs) fun bums farts bums farts um, poo noises yeah Telling yeah. parents they smell, can't wait. That's Smelly, well yeah. excited for that. That one, and Amazing. I suppose the, the other one that is nice is I've I've been booked to do a tour support for the wonderful Desiree Birch on okay. the sixth of November in Cardiff, and Ooh. she's a great act, really funny. She's been on a lot of uh, like TV stuff recently, so she's kind of suddenly exploded, and I think she's sort of one of those soon to be household names, if not already. Yeah, and she's yeah really cool, and I get to do tour support, so I'm really excited about that. Just the in one November, one day, just the one day when she's in Cardiff, so it's only her nice. Cardiff gig that uh, I'm doing that oh, for but that's brilliant should be yeah. a laugh yeah, yeah. Doing, um, so if I do a shit job it doesn't matter because uh, that's the only one <laughs> see if I'm free we, we've been watching Tourist Trap as well because we love that <laughs> oh yeah uh, you, your character's this is where great we get to, I get to nerd out a little bit yeah I am a, I am a massive fan of that show oh, me and my wife guys. absolutely love it oh, I'm so glad you watched it I, yeah. uh, I'm so nervous about it coming out because uh, it's one of those things where none of us in recording it knew if anything we were doing was funny in fact as soon as I went on, in onto, onto set the problem is that the way it's taped like my character so it's me and Sally Phillips are playing our two so I'm I'm Kath and she is Elaine and we spend all of our time in one tiny office basically all of our scenes are in this one small room and you can't fit the director and all of the rest of the crew in there and obviously we you know all of us have come from like live comedy backgrounds and you're used to seeing people react if you do something well and you're kind of trying to see who's yeah but in these scenes it was just the two of us trying to do stuff we think was mildly yeah. funny to each other. But then you've got two cameramen who are stony-faced. They are lovely guys, but as soon as it's rolling, yeah, they probably. nothing Keep moves. Very serious. And a yeah. lot of the scenes are left, like, where something's left hanging, isn't it? Yeah. Where just someone's confused about something. So you, there's no, like, actual no, exactly. resolution at the end of a lot of scenes. Um, so that was really, really fun. And, um, well, no, not f- sorry, that wasn't really fun. That was really unnerving, Um because it was hard to say because the director would come in at the end of every scene going yeah great lovely we're going to do it again and I was like was it great why are we doing it again what should we do more of what should we do less of is this working what are you looking for I'm so insecure and we're just freaking out and and actually what was amazing because like Sally Phillips is obviously total legend like amazing person to (laughs) god I got so lucky to be to to be able to be in scenes with her she's incredible no no the first time I met her was I I saw her go through makeup and then the, the first time I said hello to her probably was on set for the yeah. first scene I mean, she's was, like no rehearsals like comedy royalty isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah incredible she's been like Alan Partridge and everything yeah, like yeah, yeah, Bridget yeah. Jones Green loads Wind, of films she's in a bit um, Lo- yeah loads of stuff I've been obsessed Pony. with yeah she's and, loads of good stuff yeah she's so great and 
yeah, so it was really unnerving. But what was great, <laughs> what was great, I mean, not for her, what was great for me is that uh, I could see how she was having the same worries about every scene. She was like, I don't know if any of that's funny. Let's do it again. Let's try something else. And mm. the both, of, both of us were desperate to try and get any laughs out of anybody. Yeah. But we were just stuck in this box. And honestly, imagine doing one scene in a box where you can't tell how it's gone. I think that's one thing. Imagine doing an hour in one tiny room where you don't know how it's gone. And now imagine doing five days, doing 12-hour days all the scenes are in the same room and you're like I don't know what anything is anymore <laughs> like what is up what is down I and don't do you know film them, you don't film them in the order they're going to be aired I'm guessing well for the first excellent. series they were just filming like all these miscellaneous scenes and then they were editing it together into stories that oh. fit together afterwards but the, the new scene that we've just uh, the new series that's just been taped is going out in November which what? is cool so this is quite timely yeah. where were you filming it? So we were filming it, uh, again, in, in Cardiff is where they've got, like, the base for most of those offices, but right. then there are other characters who are based in different places, so they travel out for those ones. Um, like, the yeah, there's a marketing team who they have to go to the seaside to film their stuff, and, yeah, all kinds of stuff. And is that Mike Tubbins' character? Is it, oh, he is. What, oh, no, he's, no the, he's the head of some... What was his... I can't remember what his job title yeah, is. Yeah, him the, and his wife, isn't it, in there? Yeah, so they have so basically the the second series they've got a new building for for the whole Wow Wales board yeah. and uh, on the marketing is Leroy yeah his, yeah his Leroy and his yeah. two other people and um, yeah. and the first series we filmed in one building but now this new building has got. Uh, an office for everyone in the same building. So uh, Sally's uh, Sally's office is upstairs. The marketing team are next door to her main office, and then downstairs you've got like uh, Bubbins's. Um, uh, and Bubba's and his wife's office down there and then you've got yeah so there's all these rooms in the th- it's, it's a really cool thing to go and visit if you've ever seen the show because you get to see yeah. how it all fits together <laughs> um, but yeah so we just filmed the latest one and uh, they have written it much more episodically and what was cool is that oh my god the first series the first day we walked in and it's like because it's all semi-improvised they don't give you dialogue they don't give you specific stuff to do it'll just say oh you know elaine does this kath thinks this like it doesn't say how i feel about it It doesn't give me any background about my character so we were just there like trying to make up on set who we're gonna be (laughs) the thing is the character i'd auditioned with was nothing like the the character that i'm doing in the show because when i got there i realized oh god actually most of the, the, the character that i auditioned with has a completely different well basically somebody else in the show was already doing the same kind of vibe as that character that i auditioned with and when i realized that i was like oh god i'm gonna have to be something completely different when i got there so first scene i'm just having to make it up on the spur of the moment i was like oh i'm so underprepared i'm so i can't i don't know what i'm doing i can't do any of this and it's so scary but what's really good now is that for the second series they've taken the sort of characters that have developed from just filming the first one and they've written a little bit more for them um which is cool uh my character has a few more bits that are quite fun and a bit silly there is something in episode two of the new series at the very beginning of the show that i am i am uh so you get to see a little bit more of your character in this i think so i haven't seen a cut of it i've seen one clip of a specific mad bit (laughs) uh which i know is is exciting and a few people have uh have remarked on it so we'll see how that goes down when when is this going to be out so it's in out in november Brilliant. Um, ah, brilliant! So it not, should be yeah, good. Good timing. Yeah, the um, first and the first episode. Actually, the one thing that was really fun because we were so used to me and Sally just being just us in a room. It gets really claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did one scene where we went off, and I don't think I'm allowed to say who the guest is. But basically, mm-hmm. there's like a very funny comedian guest who's sort of a, a more famous name. Basically, with this this guest in, I was saying stuff 
every so often. Like I'd often go long pauses, spend a minute not saying anything, and then I'd come on, come in with something. And if I said something funny, he would just crack up and ruin the take, and I'd be like, right, cut, cut, cut. <laughs> and he kept doing that, and it was so much fun because we we weren't used to having a reaction from anyone. So having somebody else that I knew, yeah. somebody who was famous enough that I recognised, and I was just like. Yeah, able to get him to to break character. Oh. That was the most fun thing. I don't know what it is now. You will oh. find out in episode one. Oh, and that's okay. the thing is, like, just in case there's a press release and I'm not yeah. allowed to... Are they, are they, are this, it's a new character, is it? Or is it a, He's like a guest a character, so he comes in just for one episode it's in this brilliant series. brilliant guest in the first series, isn't there? Um, Derek Brockway, the, the weatherman, is on one episode, isn't he? Yeah, there's a few crackers coming in this <laughs> series, I think. I, yeah, I think people wouldn't be disappointed. There's like some that are familiar from like Welsh stuff like you know yeah. like welsh media and things like that and there's there's a few others so yeah i've uh, oh, i got to meet meet a few people and they were they were quite big scenes so i think um yeah i can't really say any more about yeah. that for we'll now look but forward to watching yeah, yeah you can't miss watch. it that's really good have to watch listeners it's great i was yeah. very lucky Get over it. i don't know how i got into it but it. honestly it's the it's the best thing <laughs> yeah it's, it br- it's brought you to a like a wider audience i'm guessing yeah really. sorry audience uh, <laughs> but yeah it's it's amazing. Like, I, I can't believe that yeah. I, I got lucky enough to be cast in this. And there's some amazing people in the cast. Like, honestly, I... Oh, I'm, God. It's an amazing cast. I got, mean, you've got, like, two of the biggest Welsh comedians currently, isn't it? Tidder and Ellis. Yeah, Tidder and Ellis. one show. I mean, that's yeah, bonkers yeah. anyway. Yeah, that is... They, yeah, obviously, and I, the thing is, yeah. I, I know those guys well. So, yeah, I mean, if I'd, uh, if I'd been put in scenes with them, I... I wouldn't have been quite so like uh, starstruck, maybe yeah. as uh, as yeah, you know what I mean. Scenes with um, those characters, do they're all I haven't. Isolated, yeah, um, no, I don't think they do. Uh, I think there was one uh, Ellis wandered through one of them, but I didn't talk to him in, in one of the shots. But apart from that, yeah, mm-hmm. it's weird, and it's like you kind of want to play around with people you know, but yeah. there's that excitement of oh god, this is somebody <laughs> I recognise from the telly. It's fun though, yeah. I I hope people like the new series. I oh, think they will. It's I think as good as the first season or better. Than the first I can't season, wait. It's, yeah, it's, it's really good, and it's such a good cast as well. I'm excited. I think it sounds like it's matured into the show that it needed to be. Sort of, some yeah. things have come together, and it's yeah. So if you hated the first series, you're going to hate this one more. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm hoping that the people who like the first series are going to really like this one. Oh no, it's brilliant. My my wife was screaming, laughing at um, Tinder's character. Oh yeah, Gwilym. Gwilym, yeah, yeah. She's howling. Like screaming, laughing at his character. Yeah, he's, he's so, he does so it so good. well. I feel and then like he just gets so. Oh no, what's going on? He just gets so angry. Yeah. <laughs> In a I way, I'm like, I think that's brilliant. the man that Tiddy was born to be. I think he's just managed to keep a lid on it until the camera's rolling. Yeah, oh, but I've, I've never met Tidda, but um, I'm guessing. Uh, God, he's the nicest man. Is it, is it, yeah, oh my I'm god, he's a nice guy. He's such a hero. He's like, yeah, he's he's a big, big supporter of the Welsh scene, like Welsh, as in Welsh speaking, but also non-Welsh speaking, like Welsh comedians. He's so good, such a champion. Love him. Oh, I've, I've been at like an extra in some of his stuff and Alice's as yeah. well. They have no idea who I am, but um, <laughs> not yet. Oh I, yeah, because we were in um, uh, S4C sketch together, weren't we? For yeah, one of them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was fun. But they've always been like so much, they're always the best things to film. Yeah. They're so much fun. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> love them all. Where can we follow you? Follow me? Yeah. Not on Tinder. Yeah, Ooh. don't. Yeah, Lee, get off Tinder. <laughs> don't follow me to my house. Um, oh God, I wonder if I could have one of those share my location things so you could just see where I travel to in any given week because that would be quite fun. <laughs> what I'm saying oh my God, app. Greta Thunberg would be furious <laughs> if she saw how much petrol I was going through. Uh, Look, what I'm trying to say is where can people send their pizzas? 
Oh, please, yeah. Any find me on Twitter. See, see where I because I, I don't tweet very often, but I'll, I'll tweet once a month, and it's a zinger. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's what I do. I save it all up for my best tweet. Uh, your, it really handle? is because the yeah. octopus is there. Twitter handle is at Sarah Breeze and Breeze with an S, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'm the. I'm, do you know what? I've been having a battle. There's another Sarah Breeze, and I think she lives somewhere in Ossestry, and uh, she's an illustrator. And what happens is every time a new platform comes out, one of us races to get. Sarah Breeze as the uh, as the main handle. So I've got Facebook, I've got Sarah Breeze, and then I've got Twitter Sarah Breeze. And I think she took Instagram, so I had to be something oh. else. I think I'm I'm Breeze dot comedy. I think oh. I, I think that's it. Breeze dot comedy on on that. And I'm just like, oh, okay, fine, you've won this round, but yeah. just waiting for the new big thing. Oh, maybe I should get on TikTok. Is anyone using that? TikTok is the new thing that all the kids are talking oh, about. Nah. But do you know what? There's not enough time. Yeah, but do you know what? I signed up for my uh, Twitter account about five years before I started using it just to make sure I had the handles. So what I'll do is I'll sign in for that now and then wait till it okay. gets good. Yeah. <laughs> do, do it before this airs, in case you listen. Yeah, God. Yeah, she might stay, listen to this podcast. Like, stay oh, away. Podcast, is she? Let's see. Can, <laughs> yeah, yeah stay away. I wonder if she knows who I am. I wonder if she's because it's not Oster Street's not that far away from like Newtown and stuff. In it's only doing a gig there. You should invite her along. Yeah, ask her to do a ten. That'd get confusing. <laughs> do you know any Dan Morgans? Dan Morgans? Mm. Yeah, I went through a phase of like trying to add loads of Daniel Morgans on Facebook mm. and starting a group. Oh. I, it was. I'd love to go to a gig. How much fun would it be to go to a gig where every act had the same name? <laughs> Just invite everyone. Just all the Sarah Breezes doing a little shifty five spots. <laughs> Can we change our name to Sarah Breeze? Just I mean, you can if you want. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> How much fun are they? If you're very confusing... Someone's got my Twitter handle! <laughs> <laughs> it is mm. funny when you meet someone who's got the name of a famous person, isn't it? Like, there's yeah. a woman in Flaherty called Alice Cooper. Oh, oh that's nice. Unfortunate. That's... She's a shit singer. <laughs> you get really tired shit of those jokes, man. wouldn't you? You just get so fed up. Like, yeah. no... <laughs> I, I saw a guy with a, a lovely car with a number plate that was ACDC and I was like oh I love the, the you know the wedge plate he said oh it's, it's not because of the band it's my initials <laughs> and everyone must think it is ACDC driving yeah. around yeah. and it's just him and just Anthony like, no, Clyde David Collins on his way to oh. work <laughs> how disappointed would you be I wonder if he gets booked for any of their gigs by mistake. <laughs> I say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an accountant from Leicestershire. <laughs> <laughs> are you back in black or are you in the red? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my ACDC accountancy joke. I love that. That got less than it deserved, win. if I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> I, if I could have worded it better had I had more time. Uh, <laughs> and on that note... Yeah, let's wrap the interview up then because I'm bored now. Huh? Oh, thanks, no, mate. <laughs> thanks. Let's do some more sketches. Yay, Woo! let's do that. Yeah. Well, I thanks, know, sir. Everybody. really enjoyed having a chat with you. Thanks for just having a ramble, really. Yeah, well, that's, that's what podcasting's all about. All right, good. Good. You did a good job. Lovely. So did you guys. You were great. Thank you for the pizza suggestion. Hey, yeah. It was a yeah, I mean, we're all very sleepy and full of cheese now, so... Uh, Is it... Ra- rather on. ironically, I'm now quite hungry. Oh, do you want some pizza? No. <laughs> <laughs> Brill, well, this is Dan signing off. Bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Oh, oh, my eye! Oh, my trousers oh, fell down again. really hurt. Oh.
Good God. Jamie! 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 I am on the edge of my seat. I just love meeting up with random people and having a good duck. Stop that. A whole room dedicated to Nigel Farage. Oh, wow. I'm such a big fan of his. Bam! <laughs> Out of nowhere! <laughs> a meal to break our fast. Hang on. Did you say two for one? Uh, no, no, I gotcha. I completely understand. I'm trying to see the bad points, but I, I just can't think of any. I do one. Water. Ah! This is starting to get really embarrassing, to be honest. The Comedy Geek Sketch Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, Spotify, Podbean, Radio Public, and most half-decent podcatchers. Who writes this crap? This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.